Heroes Fan Podcast, episode number 32. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Heroes Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and today I am bringing you, yes, another episode of the Heroes Fan Podcast. You might be asking yourself, why? I mean, isn't it the summer hiatus? Well, the good news is that there is some new Heroes content coming your way from GSPN.TV right now. Well, folks, I am so excited about this episode of the Heroes Fan Podcast. And these kind of episodes only come um, every now and then. And it is my privilege and great honor to bring to you guys today an interview with somebody who I consider to be among my favorite characters, or at least was one of my favorite characters, on the TV show Heroes And we are going to be talking with, of course, none other than Bria Grant, who played Daphne on the show. And I'm not going to go ahead and do all that talking up front. We're going to go right into the meat of this thing. And we're just going to go ahead and go right now to Bria. First of all, thank you very much for taking the time to do this interview with us. No problem. Thanks for having me. I want to tell you, I don't, I don't know if I ever disclosed this to you in our communications back and forth uh, over the last couple months, but I am one of those guys who happens to be kind of a, a casual viewer of Heroes. I, I've, I've never missed an episode, and of course we do. We, I guess maybe I'm a little bit more than a casual viewer because I do a, a podcast. It's not casual. <laughs> <laughs> But but so but the thing is though is I'm not one of those diehard fans and I almost lost interest at one point in time in the show. But when they brought in your character and I saw your interaction, uh, the when you stole the the document, the half of the document from Hero, and 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 all of a sudden we saw your character on the show. I immediately regained full interest in the show, and I just want to say thank you for reviving my enjoyment of this television show. Wow, that is so nice. Thanks for saying that. Um, uh, no problem. <laughs> so tell me uh, real quickly, what was it like for you to be on the show? I, obviously, you came in, what was, I guess, do they consider these seasons or or volumes? You were in volume three and... Yes. And so you were watching Heroes before you got the part, Correct. Yeah, yeah, I have been a fan, and I would say I was sort of a casual fan as well. You know, like, I watched it, but I, I didn't really watch, I didn't watch it every week, and I, I, I wouldn't, if I didn't watch it, I didn't die, you know, it was, I was a fan, though, I liked the show. What was it like for you to, to know that you were going to be on the show? I mean, obviously, you've had some other amazing spots and, and other um, acting positions, but... For for you, was this like something huge, or how how did you feel getting into this one? Um, no, yeah, it was definitely huge. Because um, before that, I had done Friday Night Lights, which is a great show, but um, it just doesn't have the fan base of Heroes. I mean, you know, it has a big, diehard fan base, and the people who love Friday Night Lights, they love Friday Night Lights. But, you know, for me, it didn't really make or break my career either way to be on Friday Night Lights. And, and that's no, you know, offense to the show. I, I, it's, it's a wonderful show, like I said. But when I got Heroes, it was like such a big deal because everybody knew what it was and it was such a, and it was a pretty big part and, you know, it was, uh, 
was, it was a very career-making moment for me. I mean, it was, it was the first really big thing that I could tell my dad what it was, and he actually knew what it was. So <laughs> that was sort of a big deal, I guess. That's awesome. Now, in, in your career, you've obviously been working with other stars, and you get to meet with people. Do you still get starstruck from time to time? Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, I, I, and it takes, like, a certain person, like, certain people I'm not as crazy about. You know, I'm not, a, it, it has to be someone that I watch all the time. Like, I loved Kristen Bell, and so when I met her, and I still, I still sort of am nervous to talk to her. Is, is that weird? I don't, like, certain people like that that I just watch, I've watched a lot, you know, and those are the people that I feel like I almost can't even talk to because I know them so well from their characters, you know what I mean? Sure. Absolutely. It's almost like, yeah, it's almost like I relate to them on that way. It's hard to relate to them as real people, which is awful, you know, and I'm sure they would hate to hear it. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely still get starstruck all the time. So so for you, now, uh, Greg Grunberg, you and he are pretty close friends now, correct? Yeah, we're, we talk pretty regularly, I guess. Uh, am, I, am I mistaken, or did you or did you not introduce him to Twitter? That is so true. <laughs> we were uh, waiting for a plane, and he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm Twittering. And he's like, what? And so I, 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 he, I showed him, and I set up an account for him, and then we got on a plane and went to London to do, like, some publicity stuff. And um, I forgot to turn off the, the, you know, so-and-so is now following you part. And so when he got to London, you know, it was however many hours later, and he had, like, 800 emails in his inbox. So he was pretty mad at me, but he does love Twitter now. I mean, I don't know if you follow him, but yep. he tweets a lot. I do follow him, and, and I appreciate the fact that you're out there evangelizing this for, for people, because it, it, for, for folks l- that are listening to this, it, it, Twitter has been amazing. And well, Forget Twitter, but just everything, social media in general, to have the ability to connect uh, with the people we see on television in our favorite television shows. This, it's, it's amazing. It's never happened before. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you know, I don't really think of it. I guess I, I guess I do think of it like that because I follow people who I've only seen on TV and I don't know in real life. And I, I guess, I guess I never think about that that people get to connect that way. I don't know why. I, I get. I don't know why. But yeah, yeah, I think it's a cool medium, and I think it's going to get even cooler the more like people realize what all we need to use it for. Yeah, and and the reason I say that is because, I mean, for me, if it weren't for social media. I'm sitting here wondering if you and I would be having this conversation now because, to be honest with you, before social media, I would have been pretty much the only the only avenue to probably get to talk to you in any way, shape, or form. First of all, if there was no social media, there'd probably be no podcasting. It's, it's very much a part of it as well. Uh, so I wouldn't right. have any reason to say, hey, can we talk for you know, 20, 30 minutes? But, uh, right, right. But, but that being aside, let's just say that podcasting still existed, but Facebook, Twitter, and all these blogs and everything else didn't exist. Um, my only avenue to you would have been through a publicist or, or an agent of some sort. And, and those don't always uh, pan out too well. No, yeah, it's definitely harder to go through a publicist or an agent. I mean, for a reason, though. I mean, they are there sort of. You know, because maybe someone does want to sit down and talk with you for 20 minutes, but they don't have a podcast, and that's just kind of weird. <laughs> um, I mean, it's not totally weird, but you do need people there to sort of not weed out, but make sure that, you know, you're not sitting down with someone totally, uh, you know, wants to, like, collect your hair or something. But um, I think, uh, yeah, I think that it, it, it's made it really easy. I mean, 
It's funny because you say that, and I use social media in the same way. I um, recently I saw that movie, The Signal. I don't know if you've seen that movie. It's like a like kind of a horror sci-fi movie. No, I haven't seen and, that um, yet. Oh, you need to see it. It's great. You can actually watch it on like instant Netflix right now. Um, but I watched it, and I was like, I have to talk to these directors. Like, I have to call them. I because like three different guys directed the movie, and I was like, I really, I have to talk to them because. I'm just such a fan, and, and I found them on Twitter, and that's how, and I met them, and had, I had lunch with one of them, just because I wanted to meet them, and otherwise, it would have been this whole process of my manager calling their manager, like, you know, which, you know, you have to do sometimes, but, you know, these guys were on social media, and so I, or were hooked up with social media, so I got to get in touch with them, so it's great, I mean, it's a great outlet, you know, and it makes people available, and I'm sure not everybody wants to be that available, but for me, it's fun. <laughs> Very cool. So have you had any, I mean, have you had any, well, let's not go there. I won't, I won't ask you if you had any negative aspects of, of social media, but let me ask you this. <laughs> How often do you interact with people that are just random fans? Do you, do you spend time, obviously when I log in to uh, Twitter and I click on my at replies, you know, I, I do a bunch of podcasting. We've got a couple thousand listeners around the world. So I get a couple at replies and I have the ability to go through and kind of keep up with them all. I can't imagine that you can, are able to keep up with them all. But do you interact with people through Twitter and, and Facebook and stuff like that whenever you get an opportunity? Um, I do and I don't. I mean, you know, it's weird. And I have found people I have made. Yeah, I do. There are people that I have met on Twitter and have now, I mean, I don't know them, but I talk to them or I follow them and they're, you know, and they're just people who basically were fans who got in touch with me that way and, and I just saw their at replies and I, you're right, I can't read all of my at replies because otherwise I would never leave my computer. Sure. <laughs> I would just spend all day reading, you know, and, and a lot of times people are just replying like to something I said, but if, you know, if someone sends me something, I try to go look at it, but like, and, you know, I, after page after page, you know, I can't, I can't look at all of them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've definitely met some people that way. Facebook, I actually recently deleted my Facebook account, which people were not happy about, but I found that it was taking up too much of my time. I just couldn't, I couldn't keep up. And I think that it's something that I, especially people in my industry are going to have to deal with is that, you know, you can do a lot of this self-promotion or self or connecting with fans, but at some point you have to figure out where that line is for yourself. Because for me, it was just, it was just taking up so much of my time. I was getting stressed out because I couldn't reply to everybody's Facebook messages. And <laughs> it just, I, I just was like, oh, you know, I'll be friends with people on Twitter. And I try, and I try to connect with people that way. I hope I do. Someone's probably sitting at home like, she's never connected with me. But <laughs> <laughs> No, that, 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 make, that makes so much sense. And, and of course, you being on a, uh, this nationally syndicated television show that has a huge, gigantic fan base, I mean, everybody, I think, understands if she doesn't connect with me, they're not going to be feel slighted in any way uh, with literally tens of thousands and if not more people trying to connect with you all the time. But what you say is is great. And of course, uh, one of the things that I do beyond just doing some fan podcasts is this is actually my full time career. I do tw- more than 20 different podcasts and do podcast consulting and new media work. Uh, but anyway, the the one thing that I find that I struggle with is even even with just a, a couple thousand people that I connect with on a regular basis, I find myself getting to the point where, you know, social media can become all consuming. And there are many of us out there that, 
if we don't find some balance in our life to get out and enjoy other things, and obviously you've got career and we, some other folks hopefully have some careers out there to focus on, <laughs> but, but outside of career and, and new media and social connections with all these people, it's important for us to unplug and to say, you know what, there's a proper place for this, but it can't be all that I do. Exactly. And, and I feel that, I feel, I mean, it's weird because, you know, you want to hang out with your, your real life friends, but in the same way you make friends that way. You know, I feel like some people I talk to on Twitter, like, that I don't see very often or have never met are actually some of my friends. So I don't feel like it's a, you know, it's definitely not a useless way. I mean, it's social. It is a very important aspect of my social life, you know, is being on social media. But it, it I do have to pull myself away sometimes. And, and especially in my career, you know, it's like I have a very, when we're filming, it's very intense. And, you know, we work, you know, 15-hour days, 14-hour days minimum, you know, and I don't really have time to go through all my Twitter replies or or even log on some days. I've gotten to where it was kind of becoming a bit of an obsession. And I was taking my phone to set and I was reading all my Twitter replies all the time and I had to say no more phone on set because when I have it there, I, I could totally distract it and forget what I'm actually there to do, which is my job. Yeah, and and so that is that that, that is definitely something we all have to keep in mind. Uh, and and let let me move on to to heroes for just a moment. In fact, I have um, some questions here that came in from some listeners today of our podcast, and they wanted to ask you: Do you mind if I play an audio question that came in on voicemail, real quick? Oh yeah, go for it. Okay, so this comes from Christine Peel. So let me go ahead and play that one right now. Hi, this is Christine Peel calling from New York. I have a question for Brie Grant. Um, when you were creating the character of Daphne, how much of the character is inspired from yourself and your life, and how much is brought directly from the script, notes from the writers or from the directors? Um, thank you. Loved you in the show, and um, hope there's much more of you to see in the future. Bye. All right. So, how much of the how much of Daphne is you, and how much of it was script? How, how much of that was controlled as far as the personality by this, uh, um, the writers? Yeah. Um, first, I was like, that's so. I really, it's, I'm so honored when people are like, when you created Daphne, which I did not do. <laughs> I love would I would love to take that, you know, and say yes, I did. But in reality, Daphne was sort of. I mean, it's the writers and on heroes are are amazing, and they. They created Daphne, although they created her after they saw my character on Friday Night Lights, who is, is pretty similar to me. I would say my character on Friday Night Lights is one of the closest to me that you would ever see me play. Um, and so when they saw her, they sort of wrote this character, uh, which is sort of a, um, a Tinkerbell-like a character with an attitude. And, and so um, and they knew me before I came in and auditioned. But how much is she like me? I mean... You know, there's an aspect of me in everything I do. I'm not, uh, and I think that that's the case for most actors. I can't create a character out of nothing that I've ever experienced before. And so I think Daphne is similar to me in that, you know, I'm, I'm sort of, I mean, you're listening to me talk right now, and I talk kind of fast and, <laughs> and sort of funky or whatever, and I have a lot of energy. And so, you know, that, that part of her, the essence of Daphne is very much me. Um, the character overall is very well and tightly controlled by the heroes, writers, and producers. Awesome. If that makes sense. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> okay, okay. 
I, I and, and, and you know I've seen I've actually because I I followed the blog and and some Twitter stuff I've seen you interviewed uh, with you know Kristen on E E online and I've seen you interviewed with some other uh, pod, video podcasters and stuff like that and I, I definitely have seen your presence in person very much similar to your presence on screen so yeah yeah I mean it is and I mean I think a lot of actors do that and definitely with Daphne. And with Gene, I'm finding that like we're so similar to me that I, <laughs> to my to my regular personality, that they I probably come through even more because you know, and and the, even the way I talk sometimes, the writers would say, "Oh, we could just imagine saying this line like we knew you could you could pull this off," you know, however it is. So I, I you know, she's definitely a part of of my personality, I guess. Let me ask you another question here. This comes from Michaela. She's in Australia. She wrote in and said, "Hey, Cliff, I'm." Uh, at work and unable to tune in uh, because it's the next day in Australia right now. Uh, but I would love to know how they do the speed running and stopping time effects on the show. For example, how does uh, how does Bria have to act? Uh, do you have to like take off and then freeze? And she says, uh, I bet that that would be quite funny to shoot. So let's talk about that first scene where where we see you. You there's that big trail running behind you as, as you're paused and you're frozen in time. What You appeared to be frozen in time until all of a sudden we saw your eyes move and then we recognize, wait a second, she's not affected by this. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably exactly what you would think. I, I run um, for the fast stuff. I literally run. They just, you know, they film it differently so that they can speed it up. And then when uh, Hero pauses time, we all just stand really still. I know that sounds totally crazy, and it seems like it should be way more technical, but we all just stand really still and hold our breath. And, you know, the papers and stuff like that that's added digitally. Like, in that first scene, there were papers flying, and that's all added digitally later. See, that, um, that's something I think, it, you know, people, maybe it just, oh, they're thinking, oh, well, that makes sense, but they weren't thinking <laughs> that when you actually watch it. It's like, oh, yeah, I guess they do, would do that digitally. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. So you do that digitally, but you know they do have like you know certain things like someone who's like dropping tea and that, but like fake tea. And so I mean, you know, the prop guys are pretty amazing, um, the, and the sex guys are insanely amazing. So you know they do a lot of that stuff in post. But as far as people go, all the people and the extras and me and everyone, we just we just hold our breath and stand really still. Very <laughs> the cool. Magic of movies. Well, Michaela continued her email. She just uh, she has a statement pretty much after that. She says, Brie has always been one of my favorite actors on the show, and she makes it very easily, uh, it all easily believable, if that makes sense, in a sci-fi show, especially in the scene uh, where she was, let's see, oh, back in the braces at Daphne, Daphne's father's house. I must say that oh, yeah. th- that was that was a huge reveal because all of a sudden we're sitting here being told, oh, my gosh, she's got this deep, dark secret. Uh, you know, if you really knew who I was and I, I thought you were going to turn out to be like you've done some very terrible, horrible things in your past. Or yeah, or uh, is there still more we don't know? No, I think you know everything now. That was actually something they thought of pretty early on. Uh, when I originally my character came on, I was only on for um, four episodes. I was just had a four-episode arc at the beginning. And then they came up with that, with, with the idea that um, I would have cerebral palsy. And um, they saw that pretty early on, but didn't tell me until a little ways in. Um, but they, wanted, they told me fairly early on, like around episode five or six, just so I would know what I was hiding. 
because it was a pretty big reveal for everyone else. Yeah, I thought that was really great writing. I mean, like I said, the writers of Heroes are pretty, pretty amazing people. So on a show like Heroes, when you get your your scripts or when you get brought onto the show and you get your scripts and your storyline, they, do they give you kind of like the, did they, you said that they initially brought you on for a four episode arc. Did they tell you what that episode, you know, those four episodes were and you already knew from beginning to end of that original arc idea about who you were going to be and what it, what it was all going to lead to and stuff like that. Unlike lost. No. <laughs> no, the first time I heard anything about my future was when I found out I would be, um, I, I would have several policies. That was the first time I heard anything. It's really, you, the script arrives at your house, and that's how you find out what happens in the next episode. I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe if you have a very large story arc coming or something like that, they'll let you know ahead of time. But for the most part, you just find out script to script, and we read it just like everybody else, like the whole crew. We all just read it, and, you know, it's kind of exciting, though. You get to see what happens from week to week, like everybody else who watches the TV show. Very cool. And so, so it's not completely. I guess Lost is not unique in that people are just learning what's going to happen as they go along. Then, no, and I mean, I think a lot of times they aren't sure what's going to happen, so <laughs> they don't tell us. The, but, writer, uh, the writers aren't quite oh, sure yeah, themselves. No, yeah, that's what I think. I mean, I don't know. I, that's that's my theory. I watch Lost, so that's my theory on Lost. They have no idea. So you're a Lost. But, um, you're a Lost fan, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a big Lost fan. That's a that's a show I'm diehard about. Can't call me during Lost. I get really mad. <laughs> that that now that's a show that I'm not a casual viewer of. I am a diehard yeah. <laughs> Lost fan. Over 200 hours worth of podcasting on that TV show. Oh wow! Yeah, my wife and I. That's how, that's what got me. My wife and I started in podcasting. We started the Weekly Lost podcast, and it's all been uh, it's been a train ride since. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I um, yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm, uh, I've been watching it since almost the beginning, but I missed the first like few episodes when it aired. Frank from HeroesARG.com wrote in. He says, like most people, I was very sad to see you go, and I thought it was too soon. Of course, we all believe that. Uh, he says, I love Daphne and thought she was a great addition to the show. Was there anything you wish Daphne would have done while she was still in this world or of this world? Oh, um, good question. You know, I feel like they wrapped up the character very well. I feel like, you know, she felt like she did right. You know, she felt like she'd done all this wrong and, and maybe set things in the right place, and they gave um, gave her the beautiful death scene. Um, I don't know. You know, I really enjoyed, like, the comedic aspect of Daphne. So for me... Like, I could have done that forever, you know, like, hunt, like had, uh, you know, slapstick scenes with, scenes with Mossy and, and Jane, with that uh, hero and Ando, you know, for the rest of, for the rest of forever. And I was totally happy. That was the stuff I really enjoyed. And I loved working with Greg. I mean, don't get me wrong, that's really fun, too. But, yeah, I could have, I could have worked with those guys a lot more, and I could have worked with other people, and that would have been fun. But as far as, like, Daphne, I feel like she sort of completed her run in the world, in yeah. that world. Run, run, pun, not intended. <laughs> So, so I like that. So um, the the question I have are two things is that I, I loved the the way they ended the story. Number one, when when all of a sudden I think you were shot out in the field on the show and then all of a sudden, well, that was it. I was I was going to be upset if that's how they ended your character on the show. So I was so glad to hear that, you know, you were still alive and and 
and Parkman was able to come and s- to to you at the hospital and stuff like that. I was kind of blown away, but I felt kind of silly afterwards about the fact that you know he was actually just doing the you know the stuff in his mind there at the end, and and I th- I think that was beautifully written and 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 I love that. The one thing that I don't understand after your character had passed on, it seems that Parkman got over you too fast in the show. Do you agree with that? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a week-to-week show. <laughs> I think they have to come up with some other storyline for him. Um, you know, of course I think that. I think he should never get over her. <laughs> for the rest of his life, he should be pining over that thing. <laughs> I, it, it just it just seemed odd to me, but that that was my own feelings on this. It. Like, wait a second, he's talking about marrying her, and this is our destiny. We're gonna be together, and then all of a sudden, you're gone. It's like, hmm, here's my ex-wife. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on. But anyway, all right. So so I don't have any more heroes questions right now, but I'd love to just briefly ask you some standard interview questions. And uh, just to get to know a little bit more about you as a as a person. And so the first question I have on the list is, did you play any sports when you were a kid? No, I was like the most like unathletic kid in the world, for sure. Until I was about a teenager and then I played music. But no, no, I'm like, I was doing, uh, I read books and stayed in my room. <laughs> what kind of books do you like to read? Um, I read a lot of, well, I read a lot of comics. I read a lot of sci-fi. I'm, I'm a nerd. I read a lot of non-fiction stuff. Um, pretty much whatever my people are recommending to me, I'll, I'll read it. Excellent. All right. When you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, a veterinarian when I was a little kid. That was, uh, I loved animals. I still love animals. Um, but I, I thought that's what I wanted to do. And then an actor, because uh, I did community theater when I was about, starting when I was about five. So I wanted to do community theater. And then I, and then until about seventh grade when someone told me that that was an unachievable dream and then I decided I was going to do something else and I have no idea what that was. I can't remember. But, um, yeah, actor for a long time, I guess. Very cool. And let's see here. We've already talked enough about social media, so we won't go back there. Um, what, let me ask you this. You, you say you, you'll read whatever books that, that friends recommend to you. What book have you recommended most to your friends? Um, overall, like forever or, or can I do a recent one? Let, yeah, let's do, let's do recently. Um, recently I read, and it's sort of a teen book, but I really liked it. That book, The Hunger Games. I, I didn't hear that. A, the Hunger Games. Okay. It's like a sci-fi book about sort of if you cross um, the lottery with Battle Royale. <laughs> you can imagine that. That was that's been my favorite book lately, and I've been recommending it to everyone. Um, I don't think I've read lately. Um, but that that's that's one of my favorite books this year uh, so far. And it's, it's really well written. And it's sort of written. I mean, you could read it even if you're sort of young. I think it's technically a teen book, which I didn't know, and I was really embarrassed when someone told me. But <laughs> I'm going to stick by my recommendation that it's a really good book, and I think anyone could read it. Although it's pretty violent, I don't think anyone too young should read it. Okay. What would you say? <laughs> what would you say has been your greatest achievement? Uh, oh, I, I, I have a master's degree in um, studies, and that was. 
far and above the hardest thing I've ever done. So <laughs> that right now still stands as my greatest achievement. Um, it was, you know, it, it was just not the world for me, and it was really hard for me to do to to finish to complete my master's degree. And um, so I did, and it was really hard. <laughs> That's my achievement. Very, very good. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. What do you value most in your friends? You know, it's so funny. My friends and I were talking about this because there was some quiz, and it was, would you rather have interesting friends or loyal friends? And I said, in the end, I want loyal friends. And I do have very, very loyal friends. Most of my friends aren't in the business. And so, um, but they... They are my biggest fans by far and, you know, have supported me from the beginning when I decided I was going to no longer be a college professor and drop out of school, or I didn't drop out, but leave school and go to, uh, and go move to Los Angeles to be an actor. They're honestly loyal and supportive, and that's um, what my friends are. Very cool. Where did you grow up? In northeast Texas, um, in a town called Marshall, and it's near, like, uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. If you drive from Dallas to Shreveport, you'll hit it. So that so you were a, you were a fan of Friday Night Lights then weren't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I relate to that show. <laughs> is, is that is that real life Texas kind of drama? Yes, I think so. And people in Texas really and really like it, and all my friends really like it because it's it is very much what it's like in. I mean, football is really important to small towns in Texas and everywhere in Texas, but small towns particularly. Um, and yeah, that. That show, I think, is really realistic in the way it depicts all small-town drama. <laughs> all right. What travel experience has most changed your life? Oh, um, <laughs> these, are, these are good interview questions, but I never get asked stuff like this. <laughs> they're always like, tell us about your character or whatever. Um, travel experience? I, you know, I actually, um, I haven't traveled a lot, which is, uh, I guess, strange to say, but um, it's like a not boring thing to say. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I have a good answer for that. Um, you know, I learned, I just, okay, this is not really, this is for work, but I'm going to say it anyway. I went in, uh, to Atlanta, right outside of Atlanta to shoot the last movie I did, and uh, I learned a lot because I never had to travel for to do a show or to do a movie, and I learned a lot about myself and what I need and what I need in a hotel room to survive and, and stuff like that. And I know that's not a big deal, but, you know, considering that is my job to go places and shoot things, I learned a lot about what I need to be comfortable, if that makes sense. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> what are you doing now that you would consider a hobby? Um, hmm, I garden. Now, and I, um, I'm a runner too, which I guess is sort of a hobby in some ways. I have a big, I have a, my garden is huge now, and I make, and I make a lot of food from it. I make a lot of greens and vegetables and dishes from it. So I'm doing a lot of cooking right now too. Excellent. So you, you got yeah. a, you got a big garden with, uh, what, what kind of, you get the prized tomatoes, you, you do the uh, cucumbers <laughs> and everything. You know, my tomatoes haven't ripened yet, but I'm hoping they're going to be prized tomatoes. <laughs> right now, my garden is very uh, very green-based, very collards and uh, lettuce and spinach and um, 
hard and stuff like that, um, which I love, those kinds of uh, stuff. You know, you grow up in the South, you eat a lot of greens, I feel like. So now, learning to cook those in different ways and stuff. Now, is your garden a standard garden, or is it one of those square foot gardens? How how, how do you do your gardening? Well, I don't even know what you're talking about. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> so you just plant the stuff in the ground then, right? No, I put it in planter boxes. Oh, um, so you're doing it in planter boxes. Okay. That's the... Yeah, what? So basically the, the square foot gardening is, is kind of a, it's a process where instead of just going out and hoeing up the land and put planting your seeds and stuff like that and letting it grow straight in the ground, a uh, square foot garden is where you take like a four, four foot by four foot plot and you fill, you have um, like a railroad tie or, or some wood that would kind of... Um, be a border and you build it above the ground and then you fill that in with uh, planting soil and you you put little things in like one square foot sections of your garden and so they call that square oh. foot gardening but what you're doing is very similar and, and so you're doing it in planters then yeah because here's the thing I've had a garden before and it was not successful <laughs> I um, tried to grow something when I lived in Texas the only thing that grows there is Basil and rosemary. It was the only thing that I could get not to die. Um, and I talked to my stepdad as, as a gardener. And he said, for me, since I'm just learning, this is my first season with a garden, um, he said that I should start with a good soil is the key. You start with good soil, and then it's much harder to fail. So, <laughs> so that's why I went and invested in a, in a few planter boxes and stuff. And, uh, and I'm working on it. It's a whole new thing for me, though. I, I'm... Um, I don't have a green thumb at all, so this is, it's scary, but it, everything grew, and I was really surprised. I think it's Los Angeles and not me. I think I just got lucky because I live in a city where it's beautiful 100% of the time. <laughs> Excellent. All right, I'm going to ask you one more of my questions here, and then we're going to turn to the chat room. So chat room, I know you guys are saying, oh my goodness, this isn't the gardening podcast, but my my <laughs> my feeling is I always want to get the behind the, the, the person. I, I like to know the individual. And, and to bring a little life to somebody who uh, so many of us consider to be a celebrity and, and just to say, you know, hey, these people have hobbies and dreams and all this other stuff. So I'm glad that you're taking the time to answer some of these little oddball questions of mine. But anyway, we're going to turn to the we're going to turn to the chat room right after this one. But I'm going to ask you this one last question. What activity could you do all all day long and never get bored? Um. Read probably that's so boring, but no, that's not <laughs> read. boring. I read. I, and there are definitely days where that is all I've done all day long. So <laughs> I know that's definitely possible. All right, so now we're turning to the chat room, and chat room, this is your opportunity. Go ahead and ask your questions. Anything you want? By the way, are you in the chat room as well? Oh no, I'm not. My, um, you don't have to be. Moved, and so yeah, yeah. I'm. I don't have my own internet access, and I've been stealing my neighbors' Wi-Fi and. It's not 100% all the time. You know that problem? I don't know. I don't know if you've moved lately, but it takes them like a week to set up the internet. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Some, somebody says, who are your favorite designers? Oh, wow. Um, I guess that is a, a hobby of mine is fashion. Um, you know, I actually buy, for me, I buy a lot of vintage stuff. I have a few vintage places in L.A. that I go I hope they mean fashion-wise, right? Is that what they mean? I th- like clothes? We can just interpret it however we want because she didn't. She did not qualify <laughs> the statement. <laughs> okay, okay. So I buy a lot of vintage stuff, um, and I that's sort of my favorite. But um, as far as designers, 
um, I like this girl, Erica Hendricks, a lot, and I like, um, I follow her on Twitter, actually. And I, um, I, I like, I like indie designers. I usually go to, like, um, there's a few, like, online indie stores that I like, and I'll go buy stuff there, and there's a few here, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head. How about, um, I'm sorry? How about this one? How, somebody else is asking, how's your comic book coming, and what's it about? Oh, it's coming. It's going well. Um, I, uh, it's, it's about zombies. Uh, it's a zombie comic, and it's coming out on IDW in the fall. And um, we've just been, right now, we're sort of looking at the character sketches. It's written. It just, you know, I'm not drawing it. Someone else is. And um, uh, I'll be at Comic-Con in July signing, I think we're going to have a poster or something. And I'm actually, this is a hobby that's been taking up a quite a bit of my time lately. My brother and I are writing comics together, and we decided we were going to make a, <laughs> like a five-song CD just with songs about our favorite zombie movies. So we'll have that at Comic-Con as well. Um, I don't think we're going to make very many, but if anybody asks me about it, I will definitely give you one. So. Excellent. Um, yeah, but it's going well. It's, uh, it's a totally different process for me, but it's been really fun so far. I don't know if this is a fair question to ask you because, well, I don't know. But I'll ask it because it's in the chat room. Who is the funniest cast member on the show for Heroes? Greg Grumberg, actually. Yeah? I would say that, like, yeah, yeah. He is the silliest guy in the entire world. He, you know, he has, like, three kids, and they're all boys. And so I can just imagine what his house is like most of the time. But he is so silly, all of the time, and he's hilarious. Um, the crew loves him. It's like it's they they love working with him, and you can just tell, you know, sometimes and not on heroes necessarily, but sometimes you work with people that aren't funny and aren't nice. <laughs> you can just tell from the crew that you know they just gonna stay away from them. But everybody loves Greg. He's the nicest, funniest guy on the planet. Excellent, and I and he has a pretty rock and awesome band as well. He does. He does. <laughs> All right. Do you prefer working in film or television? You know, a lot of actors don't like TV, but I actually do. And the reason is quick turnaround. <laughs> that sounds so weird, but it's like you do something and you get to see it like two months later. It's amazing. Or there's a movie, you see it, you do it, and then a year later you might see it. Uh, so that's the reason I like TV, but I, I film, you know, at a slower pace and you get to, you know, it's, you get to explore your character a lot more, I guess. I, I sort of like them evenly, and I'm still very early on in my career, and so I'm still, I guess, figuring out which one I like better. And you might ask me, someone might ask me again in six months, and I'll have a totally different opinion. But I don't know. That was an I don't know. <laughs> All right. Somebody in the chat room wants to know what days are you going to be promoting at Comic Con? I think Thursday. I think thir- the Thursday, because um, there's a chance I won't be able to be there the rest of the time. I'm, I'm hoping I'm going to be there that day, but if I'm not, my brother will. Who you that person, whoever that is, should definitely go talk to. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I think I'm Thursday. All right, and they want to know, what is your favorite movie? Of all time? I, just, I don't really do that. It's so boring. Um, I really love Little Miss Sunshine. I know it's a very new movie, and I, um, that's one of my favorite newer movies. Um, and my favorite, like, childhood movie is probably Labyrinth. Excellent. And uh, let's see here. 
I'm just looking through the chat room trying to pull out some of the questions <laughs> here. Uh, will you go back to TV? Oh, well, first of all, what else are you working on right now are, are, in acting? What's um, well, I just did ha- Halloween 2, um, the Rob Zombie movie, which actually comes out really soon. It comes out in August. Um, I was having a quick turnaround. Um, so that's what I just did. And then right now I'm working on my comic um, and sort of trying to figure out what I want to do next. <laughs> I haven't been, um, and yeah, I finished Halloween 2 not too long ago, so. Excellent. Well, I'm just looking here. Um, ju- I think that that pretty much covers all their questions there. Um, yeah, that should do it. Well, anyway, Bria, I won't take up too much more of your time. I just wanted to uh, just say thank you from the bottom of my heart for, for coming on to the show and allowing this opportunity. And uh, it was great connecting with you via Facebook, email, and Twitter and all that other stuff. So I <laughs> I look forward to seeing your your work in the future. Many of us are are looking to forward to catching anything that you're in. For me, I I, I mean, I, it's almost embarrassing for me to admit, but unfortunately, I had not heard about you until you showed up on Heroes. And when your character, when Daphne showed up on Heroes, I'm like, that's an interesting person. I I want to get to know more about her. And so I went and searched for information about you. And uh, I came across your blog, by the way, folks. Uh, Bria has a blog at briagrant.com. And you share all kinds of things that you're interested in. You're very int- into to movies and, and, and things of that nature, correct? Yeah, yeah, music, uh, music is a big lap of mine. Were you involved in a, like an internet uh, video project a, a while back? Probably. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I can't remember. I, I I just thought I think I remember seeing a lot of video posts on your blog about something there. But anyway, when I found uh, when I found out that you're you're so involved in in technical things and and stuff like that, it just that that's like I want to contact her, interview her for the show. I think it'd be a fun interview. But I appreciate this. It's been a blast. Yeah, no problem. And one thing I should pause that I keep forgetting is that I am having. Uh, I'm doing a web series with Funny or Die that'll be out pretty soon. So that's something people. Can- or two, and that'll be out before Halloween even, so that'll be, that's something people can watch. Funny or Die, is there a website for that? Yeah, it's just funny or die.com. It's like a comedy website. It's a, it'll be like a comedy web series that I'm doing. Excellent. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Well, again, thank you very much, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you in the future. Yeah, thank you so much for, for letting me come in and talk about stuff. All right. You're, you're welcome to come anytime you want. You've got my email. Yeah, I do. Great. Thank oh, you. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Well, folks, that is all we have for this episode of the Heroes Fan Podcast. What a fun interview and what a fun person. Bria is amazing. You can follow her on Twitter at twitter.com slash Bria Grant. And, of course, like I said, you can check out the blog over at briagrant.com. And she mentioned funnyordie.com as well as a web series that she's getting ready to come up with here very soon, as well as the movie Halloween 2. And of course, you can uh, find out more about the Heroes Fan Podcast and all the other shows that we produce over at gspn.tv. We have more than 20 podcasts over at gspn.tv. And of course, we invite you to check it out. See what we're all about. There's all kinds of information on the site. 
And uh, we just want to say thank you for subscribing to the Here's Fan Podcast and all of our other shows. If you ever want to give us a call, leave us your voice feedback. You can do so by calling directly at area code 859-795-4067. If you need to dial toll-free, you can do that at 1-800-757-1158. That, again, is 800-757-1158. And, of course, there's a whole section of our forum over at gspn.tv slash forum that's devoted to the television show Heroes. And... Um, I think that's pretty much it. And, of course, I don't know how much more of Heroes content we'll be having during the hiatus, but if I can get some other interviews, I'll certainly do that. And if you have any connections, feel free to send me an email over at feedback at gspn.tv. Anyway, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And until next time, join the community. Join the community.